When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Knee Jerk stream for game week 13. Game week 12 is finished. We've got two weeks international break now before the game week 13 deadline. But there is a lot to discuss. I think game week 11, there was a lot to discuss because there was hardly any points. And this week, there's a lot to discuss because there is quite a few points, some of which have been sold and some of which are also on our bench. I'm prepared already for a lot of, I would say, nonsense about Simicass, all the kind of hot takes, I would say, that are going around. So we're going to talk about him. Uh, We're going to talk about Cole Palmer, fourth penalty now. Uh, There's a lot to talk about, so we'll get into your questions in a sec. Hope you're all doing well. For all the, I don't know what it feels like recently, but I feel like every single week it doesn't feel like FPL is going well. And for the last four weeks, I've had a green arrow. It's the same this week. I benched Palmer, I sold Simicass. And got a green arrow for about 100k places. So I'm into the top 500k, which isn't amazing, but it's better than getting a red arrow, right? So things have gone pretty well. I bought Saliba in for two transfers, took Simicass out. He got nine points. So I'm not that worried about that. I don't think it's that bad of a move. Salah captain, beaten by Haaland, who absolutely smashed it again. Probably going to be my captain for the next two weeks in a row as well. We'll talk, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um... Hope you're well. Finished on 76, but gave captaincy to Watkins over Salah last minute and bought Marcelli in for a minus four and bench Simicas. At least you got him still. He's going to rise in price. And if he keeps playing for the fixtures after Man City, happy days, right? Not great that um, not great that you benched him, but like the, you can't beat yourself up about these things. You have to ask yourself why you benched him. If it's because you weren't sure he was going to start, I wouldn't say it was 100% guaranteed he was going to start. No one was saying that before the deadline. And also, it's worth pointing out that Joe Gomez was not in the squad at all. He was injured, and we didn't know that. If if we'd known that Joe Gomez was injured before the deadline, I wouldn't have sold Simicass, and I probably would have played him um, ahead of Gay. So, it is what it is. You've just got to try and get over it. It's not great, but you've still got him on the bench. You've got the points. You take the price rises. If you sold him, like I did, it's a little bit different, because now you're thinking, well, should I bring him back? But I think you've just got to go without I don't think there's any need to... There's certainly no need to worry about it this week because for game week 13, he's got Man City away, which is not a great fixture whatsoever. As played Benchers by accident and got Simicass's 15 points. I know, absolutely crazy. To be honest, I'm happy for him because there's no way he did that on purpose. It was an accident. It was a bad bench for a bench boost anyway. So I'm glad that he came out with 15 plus points on that because that's what most people aim for. 16 to 20, anything else is a bonus. In Burmo with a XGI of one again, what a value player. And Burmo's great. 
Um, I'm, I'm either getting him this week or next week. I haven't decided. But game week 13 or 14, he is coming in for Matoma. Absolutely guaranteed. Actually, I think Brentford put up more expected goals than, than Liverpool did, which is kind of interesting. You can't even see my team. The quality is so bad. You just need to refresh your stream or put the quality up. It's, n it's not nothing on my end. It's your end. I need to get rid of Douglas Louise and Paul Torres. Any tips? Why do you need to get rid of Douglas Louise? Now, let's not forget, Douglas Louise two weeks ago was absolutely essential after, what was it, the 15-pointer? Surely it's not time to get rid of Douglas Louise. Surely. I guess the fixtures are about to get bad. So, fair enough, really. Brighton's such a frustrating team. I'm kind of done with Brighton, I think. Um, look, I said... I said when people were thinking about Matoma this week, there was a chance that he would play wing back. There was a chance he wouldn't even start. That is what happened. It was a mistake going for him over in Burma. I'm down about 10 points on that. Luckily, I didn't get further punished today. But I think there's just too much rotation, too much uncertainty. The good fixtures, they still got some good fixtures to come, but not a huge amount of like great ones, I would say. Well, I don't know. Long term, they do have quite a few good fixtures, but not enough to put them in our teams, I don't think. But I don't know if I'm going to do Matoma to Mbomo this week. Because Mbomo's got Arsenal at home. And Matoma's Forest away. So I think it's quite close between those two. Not sure if you watched the Liverpool game, but Darwin was unlucky. I didn't watch the Liverpool game because it wasn't on TV. I watched the West Ham game, which I was a little bit... I was thinking before kickoff that I'd rather watch any of the other three games before watching West Ham Forest. But it was actually a great game. Great game. Uh, I can transfer Matoma. Yeah, I'm just not sure if I'm going to. Thoughts on Cunha? Got a return this week and is on penalties. Uh, yeah, he's all right for the price. Edouard is also all right for the price. Got a goal. Didn't go for him, but got a goal, which is nice. If I'd gone for Edouard, I'd still have Simicast, but he'd be sat on my bench. So I wouldn't be on any extra points. I'd actually be on less points than I am now. Matty Cash replacement for 5.2 or less. Simicast? No, I'm only messing. Um, I, guess, I guess try and find 0.1 million for Saliba. Maybe go to Gabriel if not. Not sure who else to get this week. I mean, there's not many great defensive great great defensive fixtures this week, unfortunately. Uh pulled the trigger on the wildcard. First thoughts, please. Who goes in? I've not given wildcard 13 any thoughts whatsoever, but I would say the first two to go in should probably be Salah and Haaland. And then Saliba and Mbermo and Palmer probably still. But I haven't thought about who should be on a wildcard this week at all. Uh, Ramiko, I got 88 points this game, but Premier League hasn't updated. Did I win manager of the week? Uh, got no idea because <laughs> I mean, it hasn't updated, so I can't see what everyone's got. Unfortunately, I don't know what 10 million other teams, um, got. 88 doesn't sound like enough to win manager of the week. Oh, that's only 10 more points than I got. And I had a, I would say a fairly average-ish week. So probably not, but maybe. It's a good, it's a good week anyway, 88. Alvarez replacement, 8 million budget. I would probably just keep Alvarez. To be honest, if you're going to... I mean, obviously, people are looking at Solanke now. I'm not sure there's a rush to go and buy him, although it is Sheffield United this week. Honestly, I would probably just keep Alvarez. Which in Matoma or Diaby do I sell to in Burma game week 14? Uh, probably Diaby, I think. Probably Diaby. We've seen people with over 100 points this week. Yeah, there's a lot of people uh, <laughs> who will have scored more than 88. 16,000 people brought in Ward Prowse already. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. They'll all be wanting to get rid of him soon. What do you think about Song, Keep or Sell? I think 
generally with Son, I don't want to overreact to one game. W were Spurs good against Wolves? Not really. Was Son good? Not really. Does that mean we should now sell him? I mean, maybe. But I feel like I haven't seen enough of this team without Madison. And also, let's not forget Udogi was also missing. And Romero, they're both going to be back. That will help overall the team too. So I, I don't really have any plans to sell Son. Like, I, I know it's quite boring, but looking at my team for the next few weeks. Because after the international break, we're coming up to lots of game weeks, especially in December, right? You've got midweek game weeks. You've got the fixture congestion over Christmas. It's not as bad as it usually is, but there's still more games than normal. And so I've got Salah, Son, Saka, Watkins, and Haaland, and I'm going to buy in Burmo. So that's six of my seven attackers, or six of my eight attackers in the squad are all pretty much nailed on to start every single game. And that is something I really like. I think that's really handy when these fixtures, when the congestion starts, basically. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't be benched, right? Even players like Saka and Salah will miss the old game. But it's not as high a chance as other players that aren't nailed to start with. So I don't see me getting rid of Son. And I'm not sure who I would want to bring in. Like Jared Bowen, possibly. But once in Burmo's in, there's not really any other attackers that I feel like I'm missing. And so there's two there's two options, basically, for me. So I've got one free transfer in game week 13. So either I bring in Burmo in the 13 and roll in 14, or I roll in 13 and bring in Burmo in in 14. After that, then the, the choices diverge. I either keep those six attackers until one of them gets injured, because the fixtures are pretty good, they're nailed on, they're not going to miss many minutes, not going to be miss, uh, not miss many games, and just use my transfers on defenders. So moving around 4.5 to 5 million defenders, which I know when you say it out loud sounds extremely boring, or I sell one, give me more money to spend elsewhere, and then maybe mix things up a bit. But which one do I sell right now? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to sit here and say, well, I'm going to sell Saka or I'm going to sell Son. I would need to see a few more games. So. Yeah, I think Aston Villa at home is a pretty good fixture for Son. I'm not particularly worried about owning him yet. His minutes look great at the moment. No issues with injuries. He should be on penalties. I just... Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen enough, basically, to, to kind of worry about it. Uh, and then after that, it's Man City away, West Ham at home, Newcastle. It does get a bit tougher. I, I'm not saying Son is unsellable. But I'm going to need a good reason to do it, I think. Like, in game week 13, straight after the international break, obviously most most people are going to play then. You've got another week till the next game. But then it's a third... So, so for Son, it's Sunday, Sunday. Let me get my words out. For Son, it's Sunday, Thursday, Sunday for 14, 15, 16. And I feel like he's a handy player to have. So no, no real thoughts about getting rid of him. Madison replacement for 8.2. Bowen or in Burmo, probably be right up there as two of my favorite options. Horier, member for 14 months. Thank you very much. For a non Harlan owner, would you bring him in for free in 15 or take a minus four to get him in 14? I would maybe think about taking the hit in 14 if you're going to captain him. He's a good captain that week. Although Salah's got Fulham at high, so it's probably not needed. I'd maybe wait till 15. Uh, Jandra, life is good again. 90 points. Two free transfers going into 13. Very nice. I went for Watkins over... Sorry, Darwin over Watkins on Game Week 8 wildcards. So far, they are dead even on points. Very nice. And you add more money to spend elsewhere. I mean, let's be honest. Watkins has been pretty disappointed, especially if you wildcard in Game Week 10. Arrows to Darwin to avoid the price drop. 
only if you don't want Alvarez and you really want Darwin. But all I would say for people that don't own Darwin already, there is every chance he doesn't start in game week 13. Would you get Gordon out? Now, come on. Come on. Surely we're overreacting. Like, th this is how quickly things change. Now, I'm not saying Jordan, who asked the question, has changed their mind. But for game week 12, we're talking about Gordon playing striker. Some people are talking about captaining him. Now we're talking about selling him. I don't think we can react that much. Like, look, Newcastle were bad. It's probably the worst I've seen them play all season. And got to give credit to Bournemouth as well. But Newcastle were bad. But after the break, they might have Wilson ease out back. Gordon goes back to the left. So I think I don't think it's any better for him to play number nine. Not that much anyway. So I think for his price, you probably just keep hold of him. I, I guess for me, the thing with Gordon is the fixtures haven't changed. So it's how much how much do we put into the performance against Bournemouth? Is that now the norm? I, I'm not sure it is. Not sure it is. Are they going to get a bit of a break now? Not all those players are going to go away with international teams. So I would say hold on. No, no, you don't have to say sorry. I'm not saying you said, I'm not saying you've changed your opinion. I'm just saying I find it funny how the questions change after one game week. Like, not from you, but like generally, general questions that come in. It's like before, it's like, well, could we captain Gordon instead of Salah or Haaland against Bournemouth? He could be playing number nine. And now as soon as he blanks, it's like, is it time to get rid? I don't think so for the price. I think the only other player in his price bracket or below that I would look at is probably Palmer anyway. And I don't think Palmer is better than Gordon this week. Gordon has Man United soon as well. They are worse than Sheffield United. Do you mean the most informed team in the league? Is that what you're talking about? You know who got a clean sheet this week? Harry Maguire. Put some respect on that. <clears throat> Nkunku taking the penalty spot off Palmer. I'll discuss that in a minute. Hang on, let me just answer this other question. Who would you prioritise to sell out of Cash, Share, and Udogi with two free transfers? Uh, I would... Oh, I was going to say the injured guy, but Udogi's not injured. Currently have no Arsenal defence. Regret not going for Saka. I think is probably the worst out of those. I think Share is a good long-term hold. I know Newcastle defence doesn't look great now. But again, right, just to go back to how quickly things change. After game week 10, they draw two all with Wolves. Suddenly there's a big worry about Newcastle. Then they get a clean sheet against Arsenal. Boom, happy days. Everybody wants Newcastle defenders in. And now they've lost to Bournemouth. There's a sudden worry. And again, I'm not saying the person that's asked the question is saying this, just generally. So I think Cher is still a good long-term hold. Am I a little bit worried about Newcastle's performance? Yes, but not enough to massively change my mind about them. So I would probably get rid of your doggy first out of those. Because I think for Spurs, the defender you want is Poro. So you can always buy him back later instead of having a doggy. Maguire low-key been my best differential from game week 10. Love it. Love it. Would you take cash out for Saliba tonight if you had zero in the bank and Saliba will maybe go up tonight? I would if I was... I would, I would consider it if I'm 100% sure that's my move, but I'd prefer to wait if you could. Just on Cole Palmer and penalties, my thoughts are, and I think I said this on the deadline stream, it's not a Salah situation, okay? So if Salah misses a penalty next, next game week, he'll almost certainly be on penalties for game week 14, right? He just He's just always going to be on them if he wants them. Whereas I think for Palmer, given that he scored four in four, I think there's every chance that when Nkunku's back, Palmer will keep penalties. Because why would you take him off them? It's not like Nkunku's had like a whole season of being the penalties. It's not like a Brentford situation, right? When Tony is back, Tony is going to take penalties. 
I don't think it's the same situation with Nkunku at Chelsea. But if Palmer misses, I think Nkunku would get them straight away. I don't think it's a case that he's, you know, so high up in the pecking order he can be like Salah and miss one and keep them. That that would be my that would be my general thoughts. And I'm, it's not impossible, right? He could miss one and take the next one, but I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be the same situation as Salah. So I, I think Palmer's looking great at the moment. Uh, his penalty today was crazy good. It was really good. Especially, like, think it's against Man City. He's just left them. It's to make it 4 all. It was, like, the 94th minute or something like that. Would I get Jackson? Not yet, but Chelsea's fixtures are going to turn soon. So let's keep an eye on them. I don't think Palmer... Yeah, look, no, no one can say for sure. We don't know if he's going to be taken off them or not, but that's my thoughts. I think he'll keep the winning Kunku's back. I think there's a good chance of that happening. But I do think one miss, and they might just switch it to someone else. At the end of the day, none of us know. We'll have to just wait and see. Let's talk about all those people who went different captain. Is this the game at the end of anyone not captain in Salah or Haaland? No, I think we put... There's too many narratives like this that this is the week to go different or now we've got to permanently captain them or now we should look to go against Haaland. You just need to take it week by week. Who's got the best fixture and who is the best FPL option, right? And generally it is Salah or Haaland because they're just so good. Their stats are just better than most other players in the league. Plus the minutes, plus the penalties, it just all adds up. So there's no, there's no rule. It doesn't mean you can now not go different, but you need to pick the week to do it. And I don't think there's many weeks coming up where you're not captaining one of those two, to be honest. Like, I just wouldn't be one of the... I, I don't think you can say stuff like, I'm never not going to captain Salah or Haaland again. There will be weeks where it might be better to go elsewhere. Weird how Trippier was essential and suddenly the questions come, should I sell Trippier? To be fair, I've not actually seen... Oh, I was going to say, I've not actually seen many questions about selling Trippier, but I can see one now in the chat. Um, look, I'd probably keep him if I had him. I don't think there's a mad rush to get rid of him. I think I, I think I would keep him. Like I think look, if you've got two free transfers and you want to switch the funds into attack, maybe. But just last week, I was worrying about defenders, thinking how good it would be to have Trippier. So I don't think I would sell him. Should I wildcard? This is my team. Pickford, great option. Uh, Trippier, Simicas, Cash, Salah, and Burma, Marseille, Bowen, Gordon, Harlan, Watkins. I mean, I don't know what your bench is, but that doesn't feel like a wild card to me. Jackson collecting yellow cards like they have Pokemon. He's got seven, hasn't he? That's absolutely ridiculous. Three more, and he's suspended for two games already. And who would be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets those three in the next five games. Benchless, uh, bench Timicast for LaSalle, shocking move. I don't think it was that bad, to be honest. I think, I think the more unforgivable move was from me. I benched a penalty taker... For a defender. What was I thinking? That's criminal. You can't do that. There's no sympathy whatsoever for benching Palmer for a defender. I think what happened was that I I wanted to bench him because it was Man City and I had Jao Pedro there. And obviously I was gonna bring Eduard in, so I would have played 3-4-3. But then when I made the switch to Saliba, I just kept Palmer on the bench. I think I even mentioned it on the deadline stream that I probably shouldn't play a defender over him, but I guess it was only six points. Not the end of the world. Uh, I didn't get 99 points. Uh, correct, I didn't. I got 78. Villaricky update. We lost 1-0. Absolutely gutter when all the other four teams around us were in the top 5-1. We go again Monday against hashtag good luck. Good luck. Would I have Son or Saka on wildcard? Oh, what a good question. I, I don't want to, like... 
I think before the deadline, I was I would have said Son. So I'm going to stick with that. I don't think I've seen enough to now say that Saka is definitely better. But he is pretty close. I think people will stop going against uh, Everton now as this is the third time they scored multiple goals away. I don't think so, no. Like, someone said this... Someone left a comment about how good Everton were recently. And I said, yeah, but look at the fixtures they've played. And so they came back to me and said, well, you know, what do you think now? Because they beat Palace... But they also conceded two goals to Crystal Palace, who aren't really a massively attacking team. So I don't think... If I had a good FPL option against Everton, I'm not worried about playing their defence. But their attack has been impressive. I tweeted about this earlier. They're on 1.5 expected goals per 90, which is very good, I would say, for Everton. Not what I would have expected pre-season. And it's ahead of Man United and Arsenal, which is crazy. So whether it's a good defensive fixture, like for a... Crystal Palace I don't know maybe it's a little bit harder but I wouldn't like if I had a defender next week playing against Everton I would just play them I don't think I'd be that concerned or anything like that but they are playing well so credit to them uh Simicast Simicast Costa Simicast now have to transfer him out uh why best options can go up to five million thoughts on the time and this was a targeted fixture and went really bad yeah I mean it happens right get benched in a good fixture come on at half time not great um, best replacement for Simicast up to 5 million Gabriel maybe Everton playing the most informed team next then we'll see yeah, exactly they're coming up against the mighty Man United next thought Evan Ferguson would start up front for Brian he got an injury he was injured now, this is what I mean Like, what can you do I, I said my favourite one week punt for Brighton was Evan Ferguson and then we find out when the team sheets get released he's not even in the squad because he's picked up an injury like you can only go on the information you've got it's like there's so many comments today like content creators have got to take responsibility for Simicast being on our benches absolute nonsense right the only person that should take responsibility for their team is the person managing it all we can do is give an opinion and I did say multiple times on the deadline stream that if Gomez or Trent got an injury, then all of a sudden Simicast becomes pretty much nailed on. That's what happened. Gomez got an injury, so Simicast played. Now, he might have started anyway. I'm not saying he wouldn't have. But I don't think many people would have put their house on him starting, right? It wasn't that guaranteed. These things happen, you know? So, if you bought Evan Ferguson in, one, you've probably got some jam off the bench anyway. Um, and two, you went with the information you had. We've seen that he starts after the Europa League game because he doesn't play in those. It was a great fixture, and he got an injury. Like, what, what can you do about that? You can't do anything. Um, uh, the extent of Gomez's injury, by the way, is is minor. So he should be back in after the international break. And also, like, there's that thought that, okay, well, Simicast will play the easy games. But what's Luton, if not easy, right? At least on paper. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think if you've got him, you definitely keep, right? You just, you just you bench him for Man City and then go from there. What are my thoughts on Reese James from game week 16 to 22? He has amazing fixtures. Look, if you've been watching this channel for a while, you will know that I love Reese James, right? He's very attacking. Obviously, potential for clean sheets as well. I know they conceded four goals today, but that was Man City, right? It's not going to happen that often. And yes, the fixtures are great. So they've got Everton away, although that's a tough fixture now. Uh, Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home. That's their fixtures between 16 and 21. Here's the problem with Reese James. The problem is that 
between game weeks 18 and 20, it's the 24th of December, 27th, and then the 30th. There is no way he can play all three of those games. And if he does, he's going to get injured. And you'll probably be all right for the games before that because it's like 10th, 16th, 24th. So I think for five fixtures, he's going to play four of them, probably. Outside chance that he only plays three, I guess. So that would be my worry. But he's so good, maybe he's worth it if you think he'll start all but one. And yes, they have got Gusto, and he is a pretty good backup. So I just don't think he plays all those games. But he's only 5.3 million. And that feels like it's very much worth considering. Like, I... I was looking at plans yesterday or, or the day before. And if I if I stick with those attackers I mentioned earlier, so like Salason, Embermo, Saka, Watkins, Haaland, and I'm just messing around with defenders, at some point I will probably sell Matty Cash and I'll have about 5.2 million, maybe 5.3. So then I could decide between like Porro and Reese James. Now, I would go straight to Reese James, but I actually don't know if that's the better option. If I'm choosing between those two, I mean, the Chelsea defence is better and they've got less injuries, but Porro's nailed, doesn't seem to have the injury issues that James does, and he's on a lot of set pieces, and he's playing really advanced as well. So I think there's some I think there's some interesting decisions to be made between the two, to be honest. Does Solanke appear in your plans? Looks like the best forward to own over the next while. Um, no, not really. I mean, I think it depends on your setup, right? Like, I don't see myself selling Watkins for Solanke. I think I'm going to keep Watkins through. So I would have to upgrade Archer. And I've just downgraded that position from Jao Pedro to Archer. So I'd have to find, like, nearly $2 million to get that third forward in. Now, I'm open to doing that. But it would require one of Saka or Son or Salah to be sold. And right now, I just don't have any plans to do that. Uh, it's not completely off the table, um, by the way, because I think if I downgrade one of those, there's lots of good midfielders between like 6.5 and 7. And to have that extra slot through the blank over Christmas and stuff like that could really be helpful. But no no plans as it stands to get Solanke in. I do, you know I like him though. I had him had him a bit last year. 6.4 million, pretty good price. He is on penalties, even though he still has not had uh, a penalty at all since they were back in the Premier League. But at some point, that could happen. You never know. Is Eschepinian a good option going forward after the international break? Only if he's back, and we don't know if he's going to be back. And I'd want to see, I'd probably want to see a game or two from him first now, just see if he can get through it. Because it's a bit risky. Came on and went straight back off again. Who would you get rid of for Haaland, Saka or Son? Saka has better fixtures, but Son better goal threat, and three of the next four fixtures are at home. I, I think without the injuries, I would definitely sell Saka before Son. Maybe there's a case now that Son should be sold, but I'm going to stick with what my original feeling was and say Saka. But ultimately, I wouldn't want to sell either, I guess. Would you do Son and Alvarez? to Haaland and Eze for free. I would be quite tempted to do that, yeah. Thoughts on our knee? Uh, quite like him. Yeah, similar. I think he's the same price as Solanke, isn't he? The only, the only thing with our knee is, did he go off injured today? Maybe he didn't. I thought maybe he picked up a knot, but I could just be talking rubbish. His minutes aren't quite as good because he's got a little bit more competition. He is the main man. Uh, he is the main number nine, but he has got a bit more 
competition. So he could get rested maybe in one of these games, whereas Solanke's just going to play them all. And I think with the fixtures the Bournemouth have got, he's probably where I would look for a similar price. I mean, they get to play Luton in game week 17, Forest away 18, Fulham at home 19. Before that, it's Sheffield United, Villa, Palace, Man United. It's not, it's not completely awful. I think Solanke is one of those. If you're on the right, if you're on the right setup, like a three-four-three, or you, or you've got the money to upgrade your third forward, then you look at him. But I'm not. I don't think we should start ripping up our plans to get him in or anything like that. I'm really tempted for Bowen captain in game week 13. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that Harland is probably the best captain, and I would have Son, I think, ahead of Bowen. I mean, it's Burnley, right? So he could do really well. I mean, Ward-Prowse would probably do well in that game because Burnley was so bad at defending set-pieces against Arsenal. Like, every time they had a corner, I was like, this could be a goal for Saliba or Gabriel. And the funny thing is, before the goal for Saliba, I thought Gabriel was a bit more threatening from those set-pieces as well. Good question. Do we keep persisting with Ariola even with their good fixtures? West Ham don't look good at the back. West Ham, expected goals conceded really bad this season. I think they're bottom five still. I'm worried. Am I worried enough to make a transfer? Probably not. But if I have, I said this last week, if I have a spare transfer and I've got the money, I will look at Flecken instead because they've got good fixtures from game week 14 and they'll probably have a double after the blank in 18. But I would have to get Flack. Uh, if you're going to get Flecken and you've got Ariola, sorry, if you've got Turner and Ariola and you're going to get Flecken, you've got to get him for Turner, not Ariola because he doesn't play in 18 and obviously Turner's lost his place. Who is best captain next week? No stig, uh, no clear standout. I would say it's Son or Haaland for me. And I get it. People are going to be worried about Son now because of Madison and the way the Spurs played against Wolves. Absolutely, if you're worried, do not transfer him. But I think otherwise it's Haaland, right? I mean, what did he get? Three returns against Chelsea, three returns against Man United. This time he's at home against Liverpool. Not going to be easy. But I think he's better than Salah. And I also think he's probably the best. Well, I don't know. I think I think Salah might be the best on paper against Fulham, but I wouldn't put Harlem against Spurs without Romero too far behind. Would you rather sell Matoma or Diaby? Probably Diaby, I think, but there's not much in it really. <laughs> they probably both need to go eventually. I think I think with Diaby, I might want him back. It I, I might want to look to get him around game week 18. Thoughts on bringing in Nottingham Forest defender? Not really for me. Like, I think the defence is okay, but not enough to bring in a defender. Which teams are the best to go for defensively in the foreseeable future? I mean, Chelsea coming up from back game week 16. Arsenal right now, probably your best bets. Maybe Man City for game week 16 onwards if you can bench them in 18. Everyone who owns Nketi should have him as a must-sell. Not only is Trossard fitting in good form, Jesus is back after this break. But we don't know when Jesus is actually back. Like, obviously, we know it's going to be after the break, but is it going to be for game week 13, 14, 15, etc.? I don't think that Nketiah is necessarily a must-sell. I know that Trossard did well in the Champions League and against Burnley, but it doesn't mean that Nketiah won't start. I mean, there's a reason that Nketiah got whatever it was, eight starts in 10, 9 and 11 when he was fit. But yes, long term, Enketia, you should be looking at how you're going to get rid of him and who for. Would you suggest selling Taylor for Bulldog? Um, why? I mean, to save 0.1 million, maybe, but probably not. Really regretting bringing in Liveramento. Yeah, I mean, if you bought Liveramento, you knew there was 
potential for him to be benched. The good news is Lewis Hall cannot play against Chelsea because he's on loan. So Liveramento should start that game. The problem is, I think I said this on Final Thoughts, Eddie Howe made a comment after the Champions League game that he pushed Trippier to the right. Sorry, when Liveramento, when Lewis Hall went off, Liveramento played right back and Trippier was left back. But after a while, he switched that and put Liveramento left back and Trippier right back. And he said afterwards it's because Trippier's got a weapon of a right foot and it's really needed. So they, they want him on the right, obviously. That's his best position anyway. And so then Liveramento's got to play on the left, which he can do and he can play well. But obviously Lewis Hall is left-footed, so it provides a bit more balance. So there is just going to be times when Liveramento doesn't start. How often? I, I can't tell you. I, I would suggest that for the next six, seven, eight game weeks, if Dan Byrne remains out, I think Liveramento will start more games than Lewis Hall. But which games they will be, I, I, can't, I can't say. And he's always going to come on. He's always going to come on as well. Whereas with Lascelles, he is he is nailed on, I think, until Botman is back. So that's why I prefer him, even if it's a bit less exciting. But obviously Botman could be back sooner, and then Lascelles is a problem as well. So yeah, I New, Newcastle are a tricky team in defence unless you just pay for Share or Trippier. For what it's worth, if I was buying right now wildcard and going for one, I'd probably go for Lascelles. But it's not a guarantee. Not not when Botman's back. In fact, when Botman's back, the sales is out of the team. There's no question about that. Today, Football won. That first Man City penalty was so bad and they still drew. I mean, everyone likes seeing Man City drop points, don't they? And apart from Man City fans, of course. Here's what I'll say about that penalty for Man City, the first one. It's definitely soft, right? No, I'm not disagreeing with that. And if it was not given, there's no way I'd be arguing that it should be given. But... I don't think it was one of those where it's like sack the ref and get rid of VAR. I think, okay, it was given, it was soft, but I think you, for me, this is where the inconsistency comes in that I spoke about after the Arsenal-Newcastle game. If Kukurea, I know it was a little bit of both of them, but I think it was more Kukurea. If he had done that anywhere else on the pitch outside the penalty box, it would always get given as a free kick, always. So it should be a penalty because it's a foul, right even if it's soft but they never get given as penalties and this is where the inconsistency is it gets given everywhere else on the pitch never gets given in the box apart from sometimes like today and it's just like that gabriel at the gordon challenge on gabriel last week anywhere else on the pitch that gets given as a foul it just does so that's why people get annoyed by it i don't think i don't think it was so bad that it warranted like statements and stuff like that but it does get given all the time so there's just inconsistency so yeah I, I don't like it was soft but i don't think it was as i don't think it was as controversial as people were were making out that's just my opinion you're free to disagree i don't want to get into an argument about it because it's just rather boring it's already been given he scored they drew yeah the 18 yard box has its own rules now to be fair i don't necessarily think that's a bad idea but it does complicate things right and the reason i say that is Sometimes a foul is given. Like, a player could be running away from the goal, no chance of scoring from the way they're going, and they get fouled, and then all of a sudden you've got a shot from 12 yards out. Now, obviously, everyone knows the rules, right? So you shouldn't commit that foul. But sometimes penalties are given, and the chance you get from the spot is so much better than the one you were going to get otherwise. And obviously, so many of them are converted. It's almost like a guaranteed goal. Not not completely guaranteed. But anyway, this is, this is a shot. We're going to stick to FPL. We're going to stick to FPL.
are you back at Arsenal for a clean sheet? Not really, but I would say to you, try and find me an FPL squad this week that has got three guaranteed clean sheets from defenders because the fixtures are tough. Like, I knew when I bought Saliba in that playing double Arsenal defence against Brentford wouldn't be great. But if you think about the players that a lot of people own, if you've got City or Liverpool players, they're against each other. They're probably both going to concede. Uh, West Ham, you might have like Sofa or someone like that. Lots of us have got Ariola already. Palace against Luton, I've already got Gay. Um, Newcastle, I don't think that's an easy fixture against Chelsea. I don't think it's easy for Chelsea to get a clean sheet against Newcastle. I think they'll both score. Forest, I mean... It's Brighton. They always find a way to score, even though they're not getting the results right now. And no one wants to buy a Brighton defender. Not while Estupinian's out. Sheffield United and Bournemouth, we're not buying defenders from them. Spurs, well, they're still not going to have Romero or Van der Ven. Like, if I had Porro, I'd play him against Villa, but I'm not going to bring him in. Man United, Harry Maguire's an absolute legend, but I can't get him in either. And Everton will probably score because they're playing so well. And then it's Fulham and Wolves. So... Do I expect a clean sheet from Arsenal against the mighty Brian and Bermo? No. But I'm also not worried about it whatsoever because I don't think anyone has got three perfect defenders this week. I mean, if you had Trippier, obviously, that's better because he's great for attacking returns as well and could get a clean sheet. They're very good at home. But you get the point I'm making, right? I'm not playing the Arsenal defenders because I think they're guaranteed. I just the It's either that or I play cash against Spurs or Charlie Taylor against West Ham at home, which, to be honest, I'm not completely against. I could play him instead of Gabriel, maybe split the risk a bit, but I don't know. What's my plans for the international break? Do this stream. I'm going to do early thoughts tomorrow. I might do another video this week, but probably not. I might just have a whole week off. I might do early thoughts tomorrow and not do another video until the following Monday. Yeah, that's my plan. It sounds like a good one to me. <laughs> maybe not to everyone else, but it sounds, it sounds really good to me. Uh, Watkins and Darwin to Haaland and Solanke for free. I kind of like that, yeah, to get Haaland back. Sakharin for Diaby for a minus four. Worth it, do you think? Probably not for a minus four. No, don't think so. Or maybe just wait so you can do it for free the week after. Uh, Nick, gifted one membership. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Amin got the membership as well, by the way. Just saw that. You've missed a total of 18 points, benching Palmer. Yeah, but... Like, whatever. I, I just... You just don't dwell on these things. People... Look, I, I'm... As always, right? I'm not saying that when I have a bad FPL week or I make a bad decision, I'm happy about it. But I also know that I'm going to make lots of mistakes. Right? I, as I always say, spoiler alert, I am not going to get everything right for this whole season. And sometimes I'm going to say it's a good idea to bench or sell Simicast and that is going to go wrong. By the way, right? Have you seen his second assist? Assist. I know it is a, a, an official assist, right? And I'd be loving it if I owned him. But he's basically passed it about two meters to Jota and he smashed it in. Like he hasn't, Simicaz hasn't really done anything for that assist. So we could be sitting there with just one assist and uh, clean sheet. But anyway, um, I'm off. To, I'm off. Yeah, I'm not going to get everything right. Spoiler alert. So if you want me to get everything right, you're watching the wrong person. What made you become a Man United fan? I'm just a glory hunter, to be honest. And I'm not, that's not, I know that sounds very flippant, but I guess it's kind of what happened, to be honest. A video of Luke to get his views on the no Harlem may be useful, as we're likely to see people thinking about removing Salah to fund him in a few game weeks. Uh, yes, I can tell you now, Luke is thinking about going, uh, getting rid of Salah around game week 16. We were chatting about it earlier. Have a week off? Yeah, probably am. What's the star next to your overall rank mean? Uh, it just means it's not completely 
100% accurate because the game hasn't uh, updated. So I've, I've checked my live rank on Fantasy Football Hub, and that's for the rank. But when FPL updates, we'll see exactly what it is. But it's going to be pretty close anyway. Stay safe. Ireland has status red weather warning tomorrow in the West. It does, yeah. Schools are opening a bit later tomorrow, um, which my son is loving. I'll see what it's like in the morning. I still want to go for my morning walk, though. Go for a walk every morning, so we'll see how bad the weather is first. Obviously, I don't want to take any risks. That would be stupid. Uh, Matthew, I didn't miss your super chat. I said nope. Pro club highlights. Would you get Maguire, Mikalenko, or someone else? I, would, I don't think I'd get Mikalenko. I know he's I got, like, what, three attacking returns last three we, uh, two weeks. I don't think I'd get Maguire. 4.3. I, I mean, Maguire's got Everton away this week. Bournemouth at home in 15. Could be okay. Everton just don't have a really good run of defensive fixtures for a very long time. So I'd maybe even think of just going to, like, Lascelles or, or Charlie Taylor or someone like that. Saliba rising tonight. I've got 0.3 to go from cash to Saliba. Should I do it? i, I got to be honest. I don't want to sit here and tell people it's a good idea to do that move this early. There's so many days to go until the next deadline. Like, if you're 100% sure that you want to do it, that that is going to be your move this week. Like, there is no other moves, even in your thoughts. This is the one. And you're prepared to take the outcome, which could be that Saliba picks up an injury before he plays again, or someone else in your team picks up an injury and it would have been better to transfer them out, then do it. But you're taking responsibility for it, not me. Not me. Isn't Kunku a good option when he comes back from injury? I, can, I can't see him sitting on the bench. No, he's definitely going to be in that team when he's fit. But I do think we should, like, we should note that he's been out for a little while now. They probably are going to ease him back in. It's not going to be a case of, right, now he's fit, he's going to play 90 minutes every week. So whenever he's actually back, which could be 13, 14, 15, we don't know yet, I would suggest there's at least two weeks before I would even look at bringing him in. So if he comes back, if he's fit for game week 14 and Pochettino says he's going to be in the squad, I probably wouldn't look at him to like game week 16 or 17. I'd want to see him get minutes, see where he fits in and stuff like that. One thing for sure though, for his price, I think he's like 7.3 or something like that. I'm very interested because his stats in the Bundesliga were great. He could get penalties, although I think Palmer will keep them. And I know we've been here before. Chelsea forward from the Bundesliga, great stats. It doesn't always work out. But not every player that has come from another league has done badly. Look at Diaby, obviously Harden, although I know that's a bit of an um, anomaly in some cases. But yeah, I'm very interested in Nkunku. Like if he was fit, he probably would have been in my game week one team. Uh, what's your thoughts on Bowen now that he's scored again and playing number nine? Essential? Nope. Captain against Burnley away? Nope. But I do think he's a good option. Really good option. Like, if I was forced to sell Son or Saka, I didn't factor in what money I could use elsewhere, I'd just get Bowen, I think. Like, going to Eze is also an option to have more money to spend, but I really like Bowen. Club's injury lists are getting longer. This international break, probably going to see a few more added to the list. Yeah, probably. Probably. And also, it's hard to know exactly who's at, who's got a proper injury and who is just an international break injury as well. Bundesliga tax does exist. Yeah, I, I saw, um, I think it was Michael Cayley maybe, does a lot of data stuff. I think there's like a 20% drop-off from attacker stats when they move from the Bundesliga to the Premier League. But even so, even if, he were, even if you apply that tax, and Kunku's numbers would still be very good. And I think, I think it's going under the radar how good Chelsea's numbers are this year. And I'm not just saying that because they've scored four goals against City. And, and obviously, they've conceded four as well. But defensively and attacking-wise, 
Chelsea's expected goal data is pretty good. And it might take ages for that to transpire into lots of FPL points because Nicholas Jackson might keep missing chances. Um, they might concede the odd goal or whatever here and there. But it's promising for what's coming up, especially with the good fixtures. So, yeah, I think, I think Chelsea are probably... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next 10 to 12 weeks we see a bit of a surge from Chelsea, especially with the fixtures they got coming up. But as always, right, with expected data, it doesn't always work out exactly like that. Sometimes you can have great numbers and it never comes to fruition or it takes a very long time for that to happen. So we'll see. We will see. Would I consider the Chelsea goalkeeper from game week 16? I would, yeah. I think Sanchez is a pretty good option. Again, though, I think because of the potential double in game week 20, I'd probably be looking at Flecken, I think. What more would you need to see before Johnson is a serious option? Son looked to drop deep with Johnson running behind. With the Villa high line, he may be a nice differential buy. Um, It's not really about needing... I think he is a pretty good option for 5.8, but it's not really about needing to see more from him. It's about what the other options are around that price. I mean, the interesting thing about Brennan Johnson is Son's obviously going to the Asia Cup, right? Similar time to when players are going away for AFCON. So Brennan Johnson's numbers are going to be really good now because Richardson's out, and then they're probably going to be good after that as well, in terms of minutes, sorry, not numbers. So I don't really need to see any more. I think 5.8 is a good price. And I'd be willing to punt on that. But then I'd think to myself, for 0.3 million more, I can get Eze. Absolutely nailed on the whole way through, no matter who else comes back. And he's on penalties as well. Unfortunately, it's not Eduard. <laughs> it is Eze. So that that's the key for me. And like, like I've got Palmer. If I could find 0.7 million, I could upgrade him to Johnson. But is that an upgrade? Not so sure. Palmer's numbers, even without penalties, are looking pretty good. So... For me, for me, like Brennan Johnson is already an option, potentially, depending on your setup. But I, I don't see him coming into my team. It's not because he's bad, but I've only got five slots. And like Salah, Salah, Son, Saka going nowhere. Palmer, I got for 4.9 million, and I want to buy in Burmo. So there's just no room for another midfielder. Uh, Super Milk became a member. Thank you very much. How's the Odegaard injury uh, looking? I've not actually seen anything, so I'm not sure. Wolves are green on the FDR, but have taken points from Spurs and City. Should have got something against United too. Yeah, on, on my fixture difficulty, I have them one below green. So I don't have them as an easy fixture. I have them the next one down. Might need to start thinking about Tony soon. Not yet. I, I wouldn't worry. We've probably got about another seven or eight game weeks, so you worry about that. But could be interested, yeah? Could be interesting. Uh, you can you convince me to put in Eduardo Vigal Pedro. Yeah, João Pedro, unfortunately, is like potentially a great option if he gets the minutes with penalties, but you just cannot you cannot rely on it. Like it just it just doesn't happen. Like, yeah, look, getting forty five minutes against the Sheffield United on another day could be great, but it's just not what you want. You don't want that hassle every week. And even with the injury to Evan Ferguson, he still didn't start. It was Ansu Fati. Now, to be fair, Ansu Fati played less minutes in the Europa League, so perhaps it was something to do with that. But still not great. Still not great. What game week are we expecting Tony back? I think it's like game week 21 or something like that. 
21 or 22. Sometime in January anyway. Is Lamptey back before the next Brighton game? I don't know. He's out. That's all we know. I would... I, I would not worry about Lamptey. If you've got him, then fair enough. I get what you're asking. But he's not an option for FPL. Just ignore him. You cannot buy Lamptey. Because as soon as Eschepinian's back, he's first choice left back. And Lamptey cannot play multiple games in a row. So if he plays Europa League, he's probably not going to play in the Premier League next game. Got a captain Son. Villa can't keep a clean sheet. I mean, Son is right up there for me with Han. Like, he's my vice captain right now. Ahead of Salah and ahead of Saka as well. But I, I just don't know if I want to back against Haaland. I'm, I'm not sure. Not at home. Like Liverpool, I don't think it's an easy fixture by any means, but it, it just could be another one of those games that's super open. Take a punt on that Korean guy against Fulham. Uh, why not? Good price. Again, I'd probably rather have Palmer longer term, though. I think when you're looking at players like five, like let's just say Brennan Johnson's price, 5.8 and below. So you've got Gordon, you've got Adingra, you've got Palmer, you've got Huang, right? There's a lot of options. The thing that I would say is, is plan the next few weeks and consider where you're using transfers because the fixtures the Wolves have got, yes, maybe you take a punt on Huang over Palmer because Palmer's got Newcastle away this week. But then it's Brighton at home. That is not a bad fixture to play as an attacker. Man United away, I'm sure most people would be happy playing an attacker in that. And then you get into the good Chelsea fixtures. Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if your plan is to get Huang and then in a couple of game weeks just get Palmer, I would just get him now. You save money, you've got a penalty taker, really good long-term fixtures and it just lets you spend more money elsewhere and it all comes down to team value like one of the reasons i've got palmer is because my team value is not great if i want watkins harlan son saka and salah you'll have to look at your own your own team and like, i'm playing archer this week for christ's sake maybe i should play palmer um but just i would just consider that when you're looking at these other players that are a bit more expensive like you get a penalty taker for a bit cheaper with good fixtures coming up uh, should have said you convinced me before the deadline so got them points thanks to you yeah look that's thank you thank you for that right it's nice, it's nice to hear that but like at the end of the day i'm always just giving an opinion it's great that i was right about Edouard, but i was wrong about simicast and that's that's what happens i wouldn't i wouldn't even say i was wrong about simicast because there was lots of different scenarios some people i said to play some people i said to bench some people i said don't sell him for a minus four some people i said it's worth selling like every everyone's team is is different so yeah, it's great to get stuff right, but I'm going to get so much wrong. <laughs> so much wrong. Palmer might lose penalties straight away to Nkunku. He might lose his place. It might become an awful option. And you'll have no way to upgrade him. Chelsea as a team have done well against top six and badly elsewhere. They are not a team where typical fixture rules don't apply. I, I don't agree with that. I, I know where you're coming from. Because they have done really well against Liverpool, Arsenal and Man City now. But I, I just don't think I could look at a good fixture run for Chelsea and say, well, that's worse than playing Man City and Arsenal. I just don't think it's like that. I, I think, like any team, when you're better, you're more likely to come up against a low block. And I do think that Chelsea struggle a bit to kind of unlock them, just like a Man United would, for example. And they probably are they probably are better when the game's a bit more open, there's a bit more space for players like Jackson and Sterling to run into, etc. But I wouldn't say that the typical fixture rules don't apply. Like when I see Chelsea's good upcoming fixtures, I still want some of their players. 
It's not just in Kunku. I wouldn't write Sterling off, to be honest. Like, again, let's say for my team, I've got Imbermo in there. I've said these names so many times this stream. Alongside Salason and Saka. If one of those had to go to upgrade Cameron Archer to a better player, and I was looking around 7 million or below, and I couldn't afford Bowen, in a couple of weeks' time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely be put off going for Sterling and having a Chelsea double up. Chelsea are not great at low block teams, counter-attack them, but I think now confidence will help them. Yeah, I, I just think it is difficult to play against low block teams. I think sometimes we see like Man City make it look easy at times and think, well, that's what every team should do. But Man City are the best team in the league, right? By a long way. Well, long way is maybe a bit harsh, but they are the best team in the league. So other teams are going to struggle. I think like a Liverpool probably wouldn't. I think Liverpool would be all right. And Man City definitely. But outside of that, I mean Spurs... When they add everyone fit. What game week am I looking at jumping on in Burma? I would definitely have him by game week 14 deadline. It's just whether or not I go this week or next. I'm not 100% sure. I wouldn't... So lots of people are asking me if I think Nkunku's worth a shout. Uh, like a worth a... Yeah, worth a shout. I would say... Consider... Like what your route to him would be. Like are you selling Watkins? Are you selling Darwin Alvarez? Are you having to upgrade your third forward spot? Definitely consider that. But don't don't start locking in plans to get a player that's been out for that long because like it wouldn't be completely surprising if after the international break pochettino has his press conference ahead of game week 13 and someone asks him about Nkunku, he says well actually he's had a little setback it's going to be another couple of weeks i'm not saying that will happen but he's just been out for a while i wouldn't pin all your hopes on on bringing him in but as i said earlier i do like him a lot uh crow crow eater uh thanks for the consistently enjoyable fpl content thank you very much appreciate it uh thanks for the great streams thank you for watching if you haven't already make sure make sure to hit subscribe and the like button unless i told you to absolutely bench simicast under all circumstances in which case uh don't do that solanke xg minutes price minutes pens and price all better than Nkunku. Oof. fpl audit romano saying that you should go solanke over Nkunku. i mean it's not it's not that sexy to say that, but I don't completely disagree. And he's cheaper. Yeah, sorry, you said price. Free hit ideas. Uh, probably don't use it in Game Week 13. Will be my main idea. Do I think Burma will go up in price before the Game Week? Um, I think given that he blanked today and he's got Arsenal next, I would assume not. But maybe. Let's have a quick look here. Let me put this on. Ah, I never... Oh, what am I doing? I tried to do that really smoothly and it just didn't work whatsoever. I was trying to I was trying to bring this page up. Uh, this is the price change um, on Hub. So if we just put in Burmo. So he's plus 42.95% right now. So he's not even halfway to another price rise. He is getting quite a few transfers in. But I wouldn't be panicking. The price changes over international breaks, and they don't happen that much. You might get some in like the first couple of days, and then it kind of really slows down. So I, I wouldn't panic about Burmo if you're if you're worried about a price rise. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm happy that I'm happy that I've banked that money, so that I don't have to worry about that. But I wouldn't panic right now. So I'm saying to the captain and Kunku, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I benched Timmercast because of your suggestion, but I've gotten all these points because of you as well, so game's the game. 
yeah look, I, I don't look, there's no point in keeping going on about simicast too much um it's frustrating if you can if you can laugh it off and look ahead to the next game week you'll do much better this season than someone that's sitting there stewing for the fact they've lost those points <laughs> if andy could he would transfer out his wife for Umbermo. um possibly and Kunku just tweeted an hourglass and a praying emoji. Does this mean he's back soon? Uh, I would say so, yeah, if that's what he's done. Chaz member for 18 months. Thank you very much for all the support. Mitchell, gay or Pinnock in. Pinnock's not a bad shout. Obviously, he blanks in 18, so consider that. But you wouldn't want to play him this week, right? So I would say I would go gay this week. Pinnock in 14. How are you? Can you check Ward Prowse versus Palmer XG over upcoming games? I can tell you their numbers over past games. Like, I, I'm telling you now, I would pick Palmer over Ward Prowse every every day of the week. Still happy with my rank of 180k despite benching Supercast. 180k at this point is great. Like, I am, I'm higher in. I'm pretty sure I'm higher higher up in rank than I was this time last year. I'm pretty sure by game week 16 or 17. I was like 1.2 million last year, and I'm top 500k now, so that's a better position. But as always, a couple of bad game weeks, and you're back down again. So don't take it for granted, I would say. But 180k right now is decent. I should probably do Diaby, Dan Burns, to Palmer Saliba with my two free transfers. I mean, that sounds pretty great to me, going to be honest. I spoke about this a lot last week. I, I'm really trying. I'm not saying I'm never going to go for a slight differential or a slight punt. But over the next few weeks, because of the extra fixtures in December, I'm I am conscious about trying to bring in players I can rely on. So I'm going to say his name again <laughs> because when I sold Simicas, to me that was a bit of a headache. I was selling. Same with Jao Pedro, and I've bought in Archer and Saliba, who I can just rely on a little bit more. And to be fair, in my in my current squad, I've got Ariola, Gay, Gabriel, Saliba, Mitoma, Salah, Son, Saka. Watkins, Harlan, Archer, and on the bench, Turner, Palmer, Cash, Taylor. I think the only player, apart from Matt Turner, who doesn't count, he's terrible, the only player in that team that I wouldn't expect to start every game, I mean, maybe Archer might miss the odd one, and same for Matoma. Cash, if every defender is fit, a Villa, possibly. But I think the rest are all pretty solid. Saliba with a clean sheet could have matched Simakas, yeah. I mean, Arsenal were a bit unlucky to concede. I think if if you watch that game, they didn't, they did not concede a huge amount of chances. I mean, that happens. A goal can happen, of course, but they look pretty good for the clean sheet. So I know some of you have said, "Well, it's lucky to get a goal." Fair enough. Yeah, you bring in a centre back. That's the week they get their goal. That is a bit lucky. But I also think it's a bit unlucky not to get a clean sheet in that game as well. Went Eduard, he's a nice hold now. Thoughts on playing Palmer this week or move Diaby on? Diaby's a tough one because I think for game week 18, you might want him back. But until then, I don't think he's really that needed. So I would probably move him on. Like if you're going to get Eze, for example, I'd play him over Palmer this week. I mean, essentially, if you've got Eduard and Palmer, you're probably rotating those two. So the, the Diaby spot's going to get played most weeks. So I'd probably remove him. But like again, there's there's not many game weeks where there's any player. Well, sometimes there is some players, but most of the time, players are just not absolute. You have to get rid of them this week. So although I'm saying 
I'd sell Diaby. If you've got other fires to power, just keep him, right? But I do think, given the fixtures they got coming up, he would be up quite high up the list of players to start thinking about getting rid of. Especially if you haven't gotten Burmo. Am I not bench boosted anymore? No, I'm not going to bench boost. Look, had to had to discuss had to talk about that on Saturday because it was quite funny. And I sent a voice note to Az as well. I, I'm sure he took it in jest. Like it, it probably is annoying when you got lots of comments about it because it's not like it's just me talking about it. So I did feel a bit bad, but I, I'm sure he knows from people like me it's just in jest, and that I would take it from him as well. Um, you know, if I did something like that. But in the end, it all worked out great, right? We all gave him a little bit of... I hate the word banter. I hate it. I don't know why. I just do. I think because people use it and they say it's banter, but actually they're just being abusive. But anyway, we gave him a bit of banter. And uh, in the end, he came out with more than 15 points. So it worked nicely all around. It's a story to tell on Black Box this week. When is it a good time to transfer this week? I mean, preferably as close to the deadline as possible, but it depends what prices are looking like for the moves you want to do. Is, Bo is Bowen to Imbermo in 14 even worth doing? I mean, that's a good question. I wouldn't necessarily want to sell Bowen, but I'd rather have Imbermo, if that helps. Probably doesn't. Yeah, a bit of stick. There you go, that's better. Yeah, bit of stick. I mean, you can't accidentally play a bench boost as, as a, such an engaged FPL. I mean, so I don't mean you like you can. Like, it's very easy to do, as has shown. But yeah, you, get, you have to expect some stick for that. Uh, am I going to bench Palmer again? Well, I mean, it's between him and Archer, so debatable. I might play Palmer, undecided as it stands. If you had two free transfers, all your players are fit, would you get rid of Turner? If it didn't stop me making the transfers I want to make, which it would then yes. Like, for example, let's say I had two free transfers in this team. I don't want to get rid of any other player. To do Turner to Flecken, I've got the money. Or, or even Turner to Sanchez, I've got the money for that. But I wouldn't have the money to do a Matoma to Burmo. Who's closest to getting into the essential list of Harlan, Salah, Saka, Sam, Watkins, Trippier? I mean, none of those players are essential. So I don't think there is anyone else. There's lots of good players. Palmer, Bowen, Saliba... I, I don't know. What, I wouldn't say any of them are essential. Palmer or Gordon. Uh, Newcastle look like the worst out of the two teams at the moment. Again, I, I just think... Like a few weeks ago, when people wildcarded in game week 10, they got Palmer for a couple of reasons. One, the long-term fixtures were good. But two, and this is the most important one, they needed someone cheap so they could afford the rest of the team. For anyone that didn't get him because of the fixtures... Obviously, a lot, lot of those game weeks have gone now. Okay, so all the hard fixtures for Chelsea are starting to come. Oh, sorry, they've gotten them out. <laughs> let me get my words out. They've gotten them out of the way. Newcastle away is not easy, but it does get a lot better after that. So, if, again, if you think I said this earlier, if you think Palmer is someone you're going to want soon, you might as well just get him now. I think. I'm on seventy-eight points this week. Seventy-eight. Would you get rid of Alvarez if you owned him? I mean, he's still getting good minutes, right? A Man City attacker with good minutes. Some decent enough fixtures coming up. I don't think I would. It depends who you're buying. I can't... Like, it's not... I don't think it's a great week to move from Alvarez to Watkins or Alvarez to Darwin. So those moves would be off for me this week. And, like, Alvarez is... Alvarez is, like, the opposite of Palmer. Like, if you've got him... 
you're almost at the end of the on paper bad fixtures so I I don't think I would get rid of him like would I do Alvarez to Solanke I don't think I would who else is there that people are looking to get in Alvarez to Jackson no definitely not don't think I would do that Hadoku zero points yeah I mean it wasn't a great pick this week in my opinion not to bring in anyway not a lot of good forwards right now exactly all right people i'm gonna leave it there thank you very much for joining me i'm gonna do early thoughts tomorrow which will probably have some of the stuff we've covered tonight but just be a bit more concise and with chapters and all that good stuff rather than just random questions and waffle like in this stream it'll be more concise waffle instead after that i i honestly don't know if i'm going to do another video till the week after i i just people seem to like really switch off during the international breaks and i kind of like that they i, I say this every international break i kind of like that they do that now because it just means i can take a break without fe feeling guilty about it and feeling like i've got to be around um and look there'll still be lots of fpl to talk about in a week's time and i would never tell people to not tinker and plan and stuff like that if you want to do that with your time that's absolutely what you should do but if you can get away from fpl for a few days then just remember nothing major is going to happen in the next week the next deadline is not for another 12 days anyway so you know if you can take a break make sure you do that um yeah if you've enjoyed that stream give it a like hit that subscribe button I'm trying to hit 400,000 subscribers at some point from now until the future <laughs> uh, which would be good if you listen on podcast please do rate five stars as well um otherwise yeah enjoy the rest of your enjoy the rest of your sunday i will catch you tomorrow for early thoughts and then i'll catch you a week after that thank you for joining me and i'll catch you later sports social podcast network